rock, so I'm musically inclined. Obie's in my head, so I grew up in that lonely spot. Me against the world, so you know I felt the homie pop. Kind of hit home when I heard that the homie shot. Run around my city, I was probably bumping 50, yeah. I'm talking old 50, though. The power of the dollar, yeah, the old 50 slow. Back before I had them holler, the old 64. <laughs> I'm frontin', my shit was 68. This change in the trunk, so either way I'm sitting straight. Food and liquor, move music, help me get me through my day. I must admit, never been a hip-hop head, but I feel the way when they say hip-hop's dead. Live from the spot where hip-hop spreads. Food for the show, you know I'm hip-hop fed. I must admit, never been a hip-hop head, but I feel the way. Hi everyone and welcome. This is One Mike Night, the podcast that brings you stories of artists and people in their journeys, helping to guide, answer questions, and motivate you in life and the business. My name is Marco Luis and I want to thank you for joining me for this episode. Please, and if you haven't already, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. You can find this podcast wherever you download podcasts and music and share. These stories are inspirational and it will definitely help you through life. Today I'm excited. My guest is a man. His name is Ibrahim Sadiq, AKA poet. He's a lyricist, he's an MC, he's a poet, definitely a wordsmith, and he freestyles like crazy. <laughs> Please welcome poet to the mic, one mic night. How you doing, man? Yeah, I'm thankful. I'm glad to be here, man. I appreciate the opportunity. Thank you for taking, taking the time out. Absolutely, absolutely. So I want to get, I guess I want to get right into it. Who is Ibrahim Sadiq? Um, I guess um, to put it simply, um, I'm an artist, an activist, an educator. Um, I, I just like to create. You know, I've always liked to just create things. That as a youngin, and um, got into art, um, kind of like in my teenage years, as a way to kind of deal with 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 thoughts and emotions and kind of things I was going through. Um, and it, and I kind of built on from there and started using my art as a vehicle for activism and social change and um uh, yeah so i i like i said just to put it in a nutshell i'm an artist i'm an activist i'm an educator i try to use my my words to to help others you know um i try to use my words to um address issues in the world that that may bother me things that I may want to change or things i may want to highlight or, or whatever the case may be but yeah where did, where did you grow up um, I grew up in uh, Westchester County. Well, I'm originally, um, I was born in Rockland County. That's, uh, you know, a little upstate uh, New York. Not too far, about maybe an hour outside the city. But I lived there until I was 12. Okay. Um, when I was 12, I ended up moving to Peekskill, New York. Um, and I went to middle school and high school there. Um, around the time I was about 18 years old, I, um, about 17, 18, I ended up had a little friction in my household uh with it really wasn't too much with my mother it was with my my stepfather you know my mom had remarried when i was 12 that's why we ended up moving to peace scale and ever since we met kind of had a little friction so um i i left home around you know 17 18 um i for about a year or so i went back to to rockin county staying with my grandmother for about a year and then um when i was like at 19 i just kind of went out on my own um i went down um moved to the city, uh, to the Bronx to kind of follow my art, you know, and ever since, since 19, uh, I've, I've been living in, in New York city and in, in the Bronx mostly. 
Do you feel like that's where the art came from? Do you feel like the, the writing and the poetry came from, you know, the childhood, from the friction, from the get, like a getaway? Yeah, yeah, people. absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, what, what init even initially started me writing, because I've, 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 like, I, the first poem I ever written on my own was when I was 15. Like, I've written poems in school, you know, you have to write for assignments and stuff right. like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. But the first time I ever sat down on my own, I was 15. And the reason I did that was uh, my father had just recently passed. Um, and I was just sitting in my room, just just thinking about his death, thinking about uh, his life, thinking about life in general, death in general. Uh, and I was just, I didn't even have initially have the thought of writing a poem. I, I was just writing down some questions. And I realized that I think it was the first two lines that I wrote, the two questions that had rhymed. And I was like, oh, you know what I'm saying? That was funny. So I, I tried to keep that up with all the questions right. I was answering, try to have it rhyme. And my, it had this first piece called Questions. You know, and it's just about me questioning life, questioning death, what is the purpose of it and all, all, all these things that was just running through my head at the time and I realized it was a way for me to um, organize my thoughts you know get them on paper and so from 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 like age 15 to 18 19 I would write poems every here and there whenever I just had the spark of inspiration or had something I was trying to figure out or get down or whatnot you know right <clears throat> that's interesting because a lot of the the great people come out of the Bronx and that you know upper New York yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. that's where hip hop started. That's where street exactly. art started. You know exactly. what I mean? Like great people come out of there. Do you feel like the inspiration also came from just the neighborhood, the surroundings? The yeah, yes, absolutely. Because that's the whole reason why I initially came to the city. Because um, before I even started, um, when I started first started writing poetry, I didn't even know what spoken word is. A spoken word scene, performance, poetry. I knew I knew nothing about that. You know, right. I just just writing poetry. And, and my my whole um, idea of, of poetry was the old school poetry readings, if you're reading from books and stuff like that. Um, so how I actually got introduced to the whole poetry scene was, like I said, from age 15 to 18, I was writing poems here and there and whatnot. And I didn't really tell anybody that. My, my few of my friends knew that I wrote, wrote poetry, but no one really knew. Right. Uh, not even my mom, mom knew. And she ended up finding my poems. She was cleaning up my room and she's seen these papers all over here and there. And she's, she's reading it and she's, she liked it, you know? And then, um, so, I was supposed, she, she called me up. I forget initially how it happened, but I think she called me up and she told me that um, she's, she's going, she's going to, uh, she's going to be at the coffee house in Peacekill. This is before I moved from Peacekill. Um, and she was like, come hang out with me. You know what I'm saying? So I, I get down there and they, uh, this guy's setting up a little mic and stuff like that. I'm like, what's going on here tonight? She was like, oh, it's an open mic. I'm like, oh, okay. She was like, yeah, you should, you should get on. I was like, nah, she's like, I already signed you up. I was like, what are you telling what? me? I'm like, what are you, what are you doing? I'm like, yeah. I, I don't even have my poems. I don't have nothing. Wow. I don't remember. I, at this time, I didn't memorize anything. I'm like, I don't I don't have my poems. She's like, don't worry. She goes down and picks up a little folder, and she had all my poems that she got from the house. She's like, I like this one. I like this one. I like this one. She was like, I'm like, yo. So she basically forced me to get up there and go ahead and perform. You know, I was, I was nervous. I was shaking. I like that. I like that. I like that. So I performed, I guess, I guess, um, they, they liked, liked the poems that I did. And, um, a couple of people came up to me after and he was like, Hey, did you ever hear about the New York poetry cafe? And I was like, nah, I don't even know. I don't know what that is. And it was like, yeah, it's in the city. You should check it out. And my mom knew about it because, um, in, when she was in college, she had to do a report on something. She ended up going there for an event and she, so she'd been there. So she told me all about it. And, um, so I, um, I don't know how long after that first initial mic I went down there, but I went to go check it out. Me and my friends drove down to the city and 
and I saw people up on stage doing a spoken word thing. And I was like, oh, yo, I can do this. You know right, what I mean? Right, yeah. And I wrote my first ever piece, spoken word piece to actually be performed on stage. You know, instead of me just jotting down my ideas, I like just kind of think of how it was going to be delivered and, and whatnot. So, um, yeah, I wrote that. And, and that first piece was called Fiend. And that was really, um, and, and, and like I said, my, as cliche as my, my sound, um, like poetry really saved my life. It really got me out of the street, you know, because right. when I seen, when I went down there, I seen people selling poetry CDs and books and stuff. I'm like, yo, I can, I can sell this. I don't have to sell other stuff. You know what I'm saying? So right. yeah, yeah. I, I really, it really got me off of the streets. And, and that was the whole reason why I wrote that first piece called Fiend. So in a, in a poem, in the beginning, I'm talking about um, the, the the dealer, he's selling these drugs and he's like, yo, they can't help it. They just a fiend to this. You know what I'm saying? They keep coming back for it. And as he goes on at the end, he realized that he's just a fiend for this money. Like he'll do anything for it. And he keeps coming back for it no matter what. So it's like, you come to this realization that like all money isn't good money. You know what I'm saying? Right, like, yeah. That you're doing, it, it eats away at you, eats away at your soul and whatnot. So, um, and, and so that was like my whole realization where I was like, I could, I could kind of put something into this, make money, still get my little, hustle on and you know what I'm saying, study CDs and these books, but do it in the right way with something right I feel good about, you know? So that was like my whole transition from from me wow. running around as a little young in the streets to, to doing this art thing. That's yeah. brilliant. That's brilliant. Big up <laughs> to your mom for that, man. It's real. Yeah, she, that's, even yeah. we had our little, our little thing, she was always, she was my first supporter and the first one. If she didn't push me out, because I was used to be deathly afraid of, um, of um, speaking in public and, and whatnot, like, Open mics, my first open mics, my whole my whole crew had to go. Like it was five or six of us. Like I wouldn't go anywhere without my friends being in there, so I can see them in the, in the, in the um audience. Right. Yeah. I would be shook. So if it wasn't for my mom pushing me up there and doing that, I don't I don't know if I ever would have done it. You know what I'm saying? So that's I brilliant. That is brilliant. Let me tell you something. I'm gonna tell you a quick little story. Okay. So the whole reason, well, two things. One, I you dropped into one mic night a couple of times. Yeah. I distinctly remember you and your mother there. That's yeah, one yeah. Thing. I distinctly remember that. Yeah. Two things. The whole way I started One Mic Night, and I'm about to date myself. So everybody listening to this podcast, I'm about to date myself. So you know this movie Love Jones, right? Yeah. I I was a double for Bill Bellamy oh, in wow. Love Jones. Wow. So when wow. he wasn't on stage, you know, I was with the cast and crew. So Love Jones is what inspired me to do One Mic Night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The poetry yeah. scene. <laughs> That's the, that's the famous, you know, that right? poetry thing in there. Yeah. yeah. So I kept it going because I'm so inspired by, I, I rarely performed at One Mic Night, but I was yeah. so inspired by all the poets that came through, all the musicians that came through. You know, my thing is acting. My yeah. thing is hosting, you know, but I was so inspired by all of you guys. That's why I kept it going all those years. That was 14 years of my life every wow. week. Wow. That's yeah. what's up. Yeah, and I think I was like right there when it, like it was like initially. I don't know if I was at the first one, but like around the beginning because this was like years ago. Because like I said, this is like you said, you you remember my mom being. Right. Unfortunately, we don't really talk anymore because mm -hmm. like she allowed uh, I guess her or her relationship with with you know what I'm saying uh, our relationship to be strained based on friction with me and her husband. You know what sure. I'm saying. Yeah. Um, but uh, so that just shows how how many years ago that's that's been right. that I'm you know saying. But I yeah, so I was always thankful for your platform too, because in, initially starting out, I didn't really have many, please, I didn't know where to go look for open mics and, and stuff like that. And you were always very welcoming to the artists, yeah. and giving them a spot to kind of kind of die. Oh yeah, that's, that's, that's what's up. I always appreciate you. How was, how, yeah, thank you. How was, how was New Eureka for you? Cause that was a great, that's a great place. Yeah, um, 
I haven't been there in years. Mm -hmm. um, I used to go out, go there a lot. Like I said, I, I, when I first started out, that was the only open mic that I knew about because um, uh, they like I said, that's one that they told me about at the, at the first open mic. And I'm thankful for the New York because it, um, early early on, like especially when I was like. Uh, 2021 uh if it wasn't for the new yorican some nights i wouldn't, wouldn't have been able to eat you know and i, I explained that because this is uh, so from age like night like when i left my house uh left my grandma's house and after my mom's house and all that i was homeless for about like a year year and a half and then like when i was like yeah like 21 or so is when i really got my footing got got um I, my boy uh was living in the bronx and i ended up moving moving in with him um and the new yorican i would go i think it was um I forget I forget what nights, but every every night they had a, a spoken word poetry night. Right. I had my, my my first CD I had was um called Based on a True Story, right? And it was basically I I took like instrumentals, hip hop instrumentals, and I would record my poems over them. Um, like Jay Z had a song called uh, Song Cry, you know, so I did right, poem yeah. cry over that, you know. Um, and uh, a bunch yeah, a bunch of different ones I did. So I put that. My boy had a had a home studio, recorded it there, packaged it up, packaged it up, and then um. I would go perform at the open mics. I would get there early, sign up first, um, and and perform because they you, at the New York and they would wait till there's a little bit of crowd, so you you wouldn't be performing in front of an empty crowd. So at least so I get there first. I know I wouldn't be performing. I'll still be performing in front of people. Get there for try to put my heart out into the performance, and then let everybody know. Look, I got CDs. Um, I'll be outside. This and that. Donations, whatever you got, and I perform first and for the whole rest of the show stand right out in front of the, the exit door with my CDs and, and sell those and that's that that's the only way I had income the only way I was eat, eating dinner that night right the right. only way at the end of the month I was making rent to because me and my boy was we was splitting the rent you know what I'm saying so right that that I was I'm very thankful for the New Yorican like yeah. uh, early no, on yeah. and um as I got and then as I got started to get better and I guess get more recognition and stuff I started to um, cause I, how I found out about other shows at like the New York Rigas, somebody like, oh, you know about this open mic? And I'll go to the album mic and somebody, hey, you, you want to do a feature here? You know what I'm saying? And then they tell me about another spot and I would learn about it, you know what I'm saying? Just by networking and whatnot. But initially the New York Rican was that, that first spot. And that was like, I, right, that's where I got to get these CDs off. Cause I don't know about any other place around here. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, I, I, I love the New York Rican early on. Um, I kind of like fell away from it. Um, uh, I, I owned it. a lot of things changed over the years with how how things are and um it wasn't always the same um to me and then also like I said I was doing so many other shows I didn't always get a chance to go back there so it's been it's been years since I've been there but um initially that that was the the main spot for me. <laughs> I hear that. Yeah. <laughs> so you talked about you talked about being homeless. What was the what was the dark time like for you and how did you how did you kind of pull yourself up? Yeah. Um. I know it's, it's rough, man. New yeah. York. New York can, can you know chew you up, spit yeah, you out. True. It sure I'm telling you, I have a lot, you know, I, I've seen it. I've seen it. Yeah. How do you, how do you... So luckily, um, throughout, I guess, like I said, it was like a year, year and a half. Um, well, all to get, cause later, I'll tell that later on, but that when I was like 24, 25, I ended up being homeless for like a year again. Also, um, but, um, but yeah, so, um, that first initial year, year and a half or so, um, luckily I had, like I said, I got a lot of, uh, of friends and people that hold me down. So I wasn't, there was nights where I was sleeping on park benches and whatnot, but it wasn't completely like that. I was mostly just crashing on couches here and there, you know what I'm saying? But right. um, it was, it was just, it was, um, I don't know, you know, I, cause it was no, I didn't see an end to it. I didn't know how I was really going to get my footing under me and whatnot. And at one point I was, at, um, end up going to go to move to Florida at one point. So, um, 
So I was, because um, my homegirl, she, she had just moved down there. She was, she was in college and she heard, I guess her second, third year, college, she ended up getting an apartment down there. She had a bunch of space. She's like, come down. She's working for the radio down there. She knew I was getting into my art and stuff like that. So she's like, We'll figure it out. She's like, I don't know too much about spoken word poetry, but there's some open mics down here. It's some stuff. We'll figure it out. So I was, th- I was like, that was like my only option. Other than that, my grandma was living in North Carolina, and uh, that's my dad's mom. That's one of like my best friends. She just recently passed last year, but um, but she was like, she was like, I could always come down there and, and stay. But she lived in a small town. There was really nothing, nothing there. And um, so just after, you know, what I'm saying sleeping on couch to couch here and really get tired. not not wearing out my welcome at any place but just really feeling away about you know what i'm saying just not having my own i was like i right, at least got to get up out of here and, and kind of think of something new so my boy that was living in the bronx um i was asking him um because we would uh he who that boy who i ended up moving in was my best friend's older brother you know what i'm saying he's like probably a year just like a year or two older than me he's actually now closer with him than I am with, with my, my best friend I grew up with but we're from like I said we're from Peekskill so we would drive back and forth he would he would go up to see his family I'll go see my friends we were coming back to the Bronx I would um get a ride from him and I was like yo I'm thinking about moving to Florida you you, you think uh if I catch a get a, a plane ticket um you bring it to the airport you know and he was like um like where are you going to Florida for and I told him no I'm like yo you know what I'm saying I'm just staying place to place I ain't really got no spot to stay he was like yo come Come stay with me. Come live with me. You know what I'm saying? We got the extra room in back because it was uh, it was his aunt's space that he was living at. They they had the um the basement apart. They turned the basement into like a apartment. You know what I'm saying? So they had a room in back, and it's the name. He's like, yo, you, you get the room in back. Come stay there. And I just you know sometimes people just know you in a bad situation. They just offer stuff, but they don't really mean it. So I'm right, like, right. I don't I don't want to offer because he don't really mean this. You know what I'm saying? So um uh, so then uh he came came by um I was staying at my homegirl's house in the Bronx and he came by. And I was like, yo, I think I'm probably uh, like two weeks. I'll probably go get this ticket if you want to bring me to the airport. He's like, you really leaving? He's like, he's like, let me ask you this. He's like, do you want to leave New York? I was like, nah, but it's really like my only choice right now. I'm like, I might have a little opportunity down there. See what's happening. He's like, nah, bro. He's like, go upstairs. He's like, get your bags. He's like, what? He's like, get your bags. You're moving there with me today. He was like, don't worry about. He's like, he told me what the rent was. He's like, we can go half on this, but don't worry about it right now. Come, come stay with me. A month or two, you figure out, get 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 your income, figure out, get a job or whatever the case may be. And I was like, yo, he was like, I went upstairs, got my bags, and I, I came back down and um we went to his house and I was like really where I had him get my footing and um started really to get back into to to poetry and get into the open mics and and finding stuff. So that's really where it started to bloom from there. You know? Wow. But it was just like a whole it was a whole hectic time. It was it's really like I kind of like forget like I used to forget like like, cause of like two years, like on, I used to forget how old I was like a year or two off. Cause I'm like, honest, living on the street for you. I'm like, I forget my birthday. So I'm like, yo, am I 22 or 23? You know what I'm saying? This year, this right. and that's, yeah. like, that whole time is a blur, you know, really like, um, just kind of getting my footing under me and, and, and whatnot. But, um, luckily I'm, 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 oh, I've always been able to deal with a lot. You know, I've, I've, uh, things I've come up ever since I was young, I've been dealing with stuff. So, um, I got a, you know, tough skin, you know, so and I, I don't, I don't bend or break or fold easily. So um, I made it through it, you know, it, it, like I said, I won't say it was easy, but um, yeah, it, 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 I don't think it really had any lasting effects. Like I said, I'm, I'm thankful for the times that it went to show me what I could make it through if I, if I had to be to go through something, but, um, but yeah, I'm, I made it out, you know, you made it out. Yeah. yeah. So what do you, what do you say to the people who are going through the dark times, the people who, who are going through that right now? Um, what do you say? One main main thing, um, 
it's hard to stay focused in those things, but you, you have to, you have to create some sort of plan. Cause that's what I had to do. I had to figure out something for me. It was the art. Luckily I had the art. I was like, all right, I had to have some sort of income to, to, to build up, to get my, get, get all my feet and get stable. Uh, but the main thing is, is getting some sort of plan, whether, whether you're, um, if you're an artist or you're not an artist, if you're, if you're whatever you're into, you you have to figure out, um, like, I, I don't know. It's hard. It's like I said, it, but like I said, create a plan, create a plan for, for, for getting out of write, write it down, try to stay focused, maintain on, on that plan. Um, I know, I, like I said, I know it's hard and a lot of things, things seem cliche, you know, cause a lot of people probably tell you these things, but it works. It, that, that's the only way I made it out of, out of it is, is I had to have a clear plan of what I wanted to do, you know, um, what the problem was, you know, and, and what, 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 initially created the problem, what got me in that situation and what I need to do to get out of it. And it's like mainly is, is trying to write down and, and come up, even if it starts out with some goals, you know, if right. you don't have a plan, all right, these are my goals. I need, I, I, I need a, a place to stay. So you write that goal down and then you, then you, you reverse engineer it. Okay. So how do I, well, I need money. So how do I have to get this money? Well, I need to get a job. Okay. Where, where, where can I get it? I know in, in the times like this in COVID, you know, it's kind of, it's kind of hard. It's, it's hard. Yeah. But like I said, initially, just create a plan, you know, and then like I said, if you don't have a plan, write down your goals and then look at the certain steps you need to go to get you closer to that step by step, you know? That's right. I think you just said it. I mean, I think it's it's the headspace first yeah, and then you write down the goals, you you know, you figure out. And, and luckily we live in New York, so there are a lot of resources around. Yeah, but absolutely. unfortunately, the resources don't come as, as quickly if you don't yeah. have a place to live. You know what I mean? So there's, there's a whole series of events. So you got to get your footing, but get your head on the straight first. And then you can seek all the other things. I think that's it. I think that's it. So fast forward to now, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we're, we're during COVID times, but you're the, you're the head of the uh, Artist Collective. Sir. What's yes, going sir. on with that? Um, so Tell us what it is. Yeah, um, the Artist Collective is, is basically, um, it's a, it, it's a collective of artists of different genres. We basically, like I said, as I said earlier, I, I try to use my art as a vehicle for activism and social change. And, and that's what we're trying to do. Um, uh, we have an art program. Um, we, we, we run programs throughout Westchester County and, and the Bronx. Uh, our main, um, like, I guess our, our space that we operate out of is in the Bronx, Alpha Gone. It's an art, art space. Uh, and we run an art, we do art programs, do open mics there, um, workshops. We have a mentorship program. Uh, we run a music program there. Um, and basically what, what I'm trying to do is I, I'm trying to be the person um, that I needed when I was younger, you know? Um, Cause a lot, a lot of times um, you have a lot of talented kids, a lot of um, smart kids, you know, a lot of geniuses on the, on the low, you know, but they just don't have the right out resources. They don't, you know, they don't have, have these um, outlets, these positive outlets. Um, and that's what I'm trying to create. So um, for, I guess, it's been about like eight years now, eight, nine years, I've been running this this program. Um, and at AlphaGon, um, they've given me full access to run run my programs there. And because and, um, the, the owners, they own the whole building. What we just recently found out is they have a basement space that hasn't, hasn't been used since mm -hmm. they bought the building. Mm -hmm. It's a huge space. And so I, I presented an idea to them like, hey, we... Um, we've been running this music program. We have like a little makeshift studio, you know, like the, we have our, um, our, our mic and all this stuff, but we don't have a booth or anything like that. So we presented an idea to them to kind of really build a, a full out studio down there, music studio. And, and not only a music studio, but a whole like media center where they can do podcasts like this. They do right, yeah. And 
photography and, and things like that. So the owners were, were ecstatic about it. They were, they were down for it. So right now we're, um, we're moving forward on that project to kind of clear out this. Um, my idea for it's called the canvas. And basically the idea behind the canvas is, is, um, uh, you know, everybody, um, everybody can paint a masterpiece, you know, um, or, or, or create this art piece, given the right resources, you know what I'm saying? Every, and life is a blank canvas, you know what I'm saying? Like I said, all you need is the right tools and whatnot to create this, this piece. So we want to create this space, this resource space, a, 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 a sort of a hub where students can come and, and, and have creative outlets. And because um, like I said, a lot of times, um, I didn't mention this before, but um, my three best friends, right, between the three of them, before they were even 30 years old, um, the three of them combined had spent nearly 20 years in jail. You know, um, they, they, they grew up in jail, spent nearly, you know, their old 20s in jail. And a lot of, and it was because we didn't have those positive outlets we were growing up. And a lot of right, times, yeah, yeah. Uh, especially young boys, they get into a lot of negative things. There's just a way to kind of consume time and, and, and stuff like that. Um, so, what, like, what I want to do is I want to create this space for, um, for, for kids like that, I, like me and my friends were, where um, we have this positive space for, for them to create, have this outlet and, and, and they don't end up in the streets and, and whatnot. Cause I, I currently, I didn't, like I said, I mentioned this before earlier. I also, aside from running the, um, the artist collective, the art program, the free art project, I work in the jails. So I work in Rikers. I work in Horizons, um, uh, Children's Village and, and other, um, I work with, with adolescents and youth um and, and teaching poetry and workshops and whatnot and what i'm trying to do is create a space for them once they're released from these facilities to come home to, to a creative space because reasons why they're in these spaces a lot of times because they didn't have spaces like this and then when they go home from these facilities a lot of times they're going back into the same environments that got them in trouble in the first place you know so they need something right. different yeah. you know um and they need and need and what i've learned a lot from these programs they needed to come from people that have been where they've been you know what i'm saying a lot of people a lot of faces are unfamiliar to them and, and don't relate to what they've been to been through and whatnot, you know? So, um, yes. so I'm trying to create um, a space, you know, like, that they need, that, that I needed when I was younger, you know? Um, and that, so that's basically what's going on with Alpha going right now. I know it's like a long winded. No, answer. no, that's good. So um, where are you right now in terms of funding? I mean, are you, I know you made some t-shirts and you, you know, we, yeah, need, yeah. we need help. Yeah. So yeah, right now the, um, the t-shirts and all that, that's basically going towards funding the art program itself. And then we all have a separate GoFundMe for the basement project. Um, right now, um, we're just clearing out the space. Um, okay. we, we, we've had volunteers and, and stuff like that. So we're at, we're not at the point yet where it's going to cost, but, um, cold, cold, we should have it cleared out by now, but COVID held it up. You know, we yeah, were right. um, starting this in March, you know, cause we stopped for the winter. We took a break for the winter. Right, um, right. And then, yeah, so it got, got crazy. So it held it up a little bit. So we're now we're kind of getting back to the point where we're going to be clearing the basement out again. Um, luckily we have a lot of resources and, and people that are going to be helping people that do construction and things like that. So it's not going to be free, but it's going to be a lot significantly less than it, it would be if we didn't have these resources, you know? Um, so we're trying to take it step by step right now. We're, we're going to be clearing out the basement and then we have, um, a friend of mine, he actually, um, for his job, he does construction and floor plans and, and all this. So he's going to oh, come wow. in and he's going to create the floor plans for, for exactly what we, he's built, he's built studios from the ground up from, from before. Um, so he's going to um, come in and do that. But right now it's just basically us clearing out that space. Um, he's going to come in, do the floor plan, see exactly what we need. And I'm hoping, um, you know, by, by spring, by summertime, we've made a significant, uh, 
a dent in the work the work that needs to be done, you know? So I'm, I'm looking forward to it, definitely. That's good. You sound hopeful for the future. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely, for sure. So talk to me about your... Uh... Your poetry, your, your 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 music. Are you putting out anything? I know you've got a couple of albums out. Yeah, so um, I've, I'm working on on another album. It's it's uh it's taking a little longer because I've actually um so I'm still doing the poetry thing. I just released a book actually. I think I have it right here out. Something light, Something no. Light. So it's just uh, um it's a book of haiku and other short poems. It was just um I'm working on another book. That's gonna take a little longer, so I wanted to put something out as like a little appetizer type type thing beforehand. Right. But um, I'm also <laughs> appetizer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'm working on a, um I'm also working on a project, a music project, um a CD. You know, um, we're not CD anymore. You know, CDs is done. done right, with that. a digital um, download or whatever they call it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, so I've I, it's taken a little longer because um, I mean I I, I like to think I've been growing as an artist, and so I had this set project in mind and every time I'm growing up I feel like I grow out of the, the music that I created so it's like but but I always tell my my, my students that I work with like you got to release the stuff you got to let your your supporters grow with you you know what I'm saying because you, right, you yeah. can hold to all this stuff and because you're thinking that you're growing but it's like you got to put it out and let them see your growth you know exactly. so I gotta take my own advice maybe and just put something out and then and then continue from there but I've been working on some music hopefully I'll, be, I'll get something out soon um I, I like on Instagram. I always play around. I just throw a little snippet stuff. People are like, Yo, when's this coming out? When's this coming out? I'm like, I don't, I don't know. But I, I think I gotta get. Um, since music is more is newer to me than the poetry was, I, I think I'm that nervous little kid is coming out again that I was when I was with with the poetry. So I gotta get more comfortable with the music. Before right. I start but that's that. the exciting thing about it, though. When you get nervous, you don't know if anybody can like it. I don't know if I can yeah, do yeah, it. Yeah. That's what the excitement is. For sure. For sure. Right. That's a fact. Yeah. So stick to that. Yeah, absolutely. Listen, man, I could talk to you all day. You, we haven't even touched the tip of the iceberg of the things I want to talk about, but I got to go. Because next time I wanted to talk to you about politics, because I know you're very vocal yeah, on politics. Yeah. On that so please, day, man. <laughs> please, please, I want you to come back. Yes, right, absolutely. Definitely. You know what I mean? Right now, it's time for... Where you at, baby? That's my mom, and she wants to know where we can find you on social media. Okay. <laughs> I like that. That's dope. So, yes, um, if you're on uh, Instagram, I'm at AKA Poet. Um, uh, Facebook uh, is just my name, uh, Ibrahim Sadiq, and it's probably hard to spell, but it'll be in the title of this, I'm sure, you know, um, and or at um, the Artist Collective is our art page on Facebook as well. Um, you can, if you want to email me and find more about my programming um, and, and things that we do and, or my performances, um, iHeartFreeArt at gmail.com. And um, we also have a website. It's a little basic right now. I'm working on getting it expanded, but um, it's uh, theartistcollective.us. Um, so, yeah, check us out. Um, yeah, that, that's that's basically all my, my social media right, right there. All right, man. Come on, please. Everybody support AKA Poet Ibrahim Sadiq. Support artistcollective.us. Thank you for spending some time here and letting everybody know you definitely got one mic night support. We're going to talk outside of this too. Um, 
This is One Mike Night, the podcast. Please make sure you download all the episodes of One Mike Night podcast. I want to thank you for everybody who's been joining in, listening to these stories, sharing the stories. You can follow us on all social media at One Mike Night. One Mike Night is spelled O-N-E-M-I-C-N-I-T-E. And you can follow me at Marcos Luis, M-A-R-C-O-S-L-U-I-S on every platform. Thank you so much. For-